The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. See, we're on a mission. Trying to find a way. If you and me make a guarantee.
Zid, and welcome to Living the Aloha Life, podcasting Pono on the 808. I'm Wade the Poor Man Fishman. Happy New Year to everyone this year. Uh, We're going to be talking about 2020 Hawaii motivational and inspirational ideas and Hawaii's last decade in review. We just came into the podcast after listening to Adiamos. Adiamos meaning is take possession of or to take responsibility for. I wanted to do something different uh, this podcast and play several songs that personally inspire me and uh, have inspired me over the years and perhaps they'll inspire you as well heading into 2020. Uh, We'll see. 2020, it's a new decade, so I'm ready to move on from the last decade and get into this one. So back to the meaning of taking possession of or taking responsibility for. Now... We all make decisions in our lives, and believe it or not, just the human species are procrastinators. We all know we procrastinate. I procrastinate, you procrastinate. You don't want to admit it sometimes, but it's just in our nature to. And I think at some point, this meaning of this song is perfect, not only because it's uplifting and it gets you all hyped up, but also the fact that you need to take responsibility for the choices you make. And you need to take possession of them. So if you're taking responsibility, don't blame anybody else for your misfortunes or for the situations you're in. Lots of people can do that. I've done it myself. Sometimes I've blamed other people for everything that's happened. Take responsibility. So I just wanted to say that. So always remember that. Take responsibility for the choices you make and don't blame other people. Let's try to do that heading into 2020. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about is some of the podcasts that we're going to be working on this month. We're going to be doing a um, podcast for patron Stephen. It's going to be seven days in Kauai. Then we're going to be doing a podcast uh, for patron Tiffany. It's going to be pampering yourself in Hawaii and the spa industry here in Hawaii. And another big one we've gone is many of the uh, patrons have been asking for the Duke in the history and life of Duke Kahanamoku. And it's going to be one of our history podcasts, so we'll be doing that podcast as well at the end of the month. Another thing I wanted to mention is I noticed several of the patron uh, payments have been declined, you guys. When that happens, you unfortunately lose your uh, Patreon podcast benefits. So if you're having any issues or concerns uh, listening to the Patreon-only shows, that's probably why. Um, If you want to get back on board Patreon, please reach out to us through uh, Patreon or uh, me directly at livingthealohalife at gmail.com so we can get you back to listening to all the patron podcasts again. Right now, we uh, recently have four patrons that payments have been declined. So if you guys know who you are, you know who you are. Get back to us and uh, we'll get you back on board. All right. Now, I'm going to be talking about Hawaii's last decade in review. Now, where did I get all this information? I got it from all the different news channels. I got it from all the different newspapers. And I wish I had better news, but the first part of this podcast is going to be a reality check uh, for Hawaii, for people who are living in Hawaii, for people who want to move to Hawaii, vacation in Hawaii. And then the second half is going to be more inspirational. And we're just going to go over some quotes and things that I live by. Because, honest to God, 
The last decade in Hawaii was not a good one. There were some great things that happened, but mostly they were negative things. And I don't want to dwell on them. But one of the things that you guys, you know, you're going to get with me is my honesty. And I love Hawaii. I love everything about Hawaii. But there's a difference in Hawaii between the human factor and just the spiritual energy and entity and mana of the islands. There's never been a problem with that. That's amazing. And I really believe that's what holds anybody here because it was just based on what the people have done to Hawaii, the government, the politicians. I don't think anybody would be in Hawaii because we have a lot of issues there and we're going to go over some of them. So the first thing we're going to get into is climate change. Climate change. Now, listen, you know, I'm a libertarian. I'm right in the middle of everything between Democrats and Republicans. It's my, it's, it's the honest truth. Climate change. What is climate change? Where is it from? What is it doing? Why is it, you know, happening, especially here in Hawaii? Recently, I want to do a shout out to all our patrons and friends in Australia. It's absolutely horrible what's happening. Uh, you know, what are we up to? 20 or 30 human deaths now. Uh, 15, 20,000 homes destroyed, million, was it 13 million acres uh, burned, half a billion of the most amazing creatures on earth have been killed. Is that climate change? Is what happening here in Hawaii climate change? Yes, it is climate change, but who's responsible for that climate change? That's where the issue lies, and no one can come to some firm thing as, yes, we're the causes of it. It's the normal cycle of the Earth. Human beings have only been on Earth for so long. So we really need to consider a lot of things. Uh, I run a huge environmental nonprofit. I see the erosion. I see the flooding and the king tides. I see the high temperatures here in Hawaii. I see the coral bleaching, just like you see it in um, Australia. Hurricanes, droughts, fires. It's all happening. It's happening now. It's happening in Hawaii. It's happening in Australia. It's happening all around the world. You know, there's many places around the world. The sea levels are going up. Uh, look at Italy. Look at Venice. There's problems here. Now, is this a natural event? Did these things happen before humans got here? As you know, we've only been recording this since human, you know, in human history. So I'm sure the earth has gone through its cycles. I'm sure we've had massive fires, massive droughts, you know, massive hurricanes, plagues, everything. So I personally believe... It's a cross between human behavior and the cycles of the earth, the cycles of the sun, the cycles of the universe, the galaxy, the solar system. So I believe, being part of a nonprofit, that we need to take more responsibility for what we do. And we're not. And we're really close to the edge. We're close to the point of no return. Now, instead of it taking thousands of years for this to happen naturally, we're looking at hundreds of years. We're looking at less than hundreds of years because of the human factor, I believe. So you can believe that. You don't have to believe it. That's fine. We all have our own opinion. But that's what I see. And I see it. I'm not living in Kansas. I'm not living in the middle of the country. I'm living in Hawaii. I have an environmental nonprofit. I see it firsthand. I mean, recently on the um, far east side of the island over in Haula, the highway... King Kamehameha Highway collapsed into the ocean. Okay, only one lane is open now. The tides, they're going up. They're destroying our, they're destroying the shoreline, man. And, and, and I don't know how much longer it's going to take before the whole highway goes into the ocean. So, climate change has been a huge problem. 
in the last decade for us. And it's going to get worse. What is the solution? I don't know. But just so you guys know, it is changing here in Hawaii. And climate change is having a massive effect on everything here. Okay, the 2018 Kilauea volcano eruption. Past decade it happened, and it's happened a few times, and it was pretty devastating. But it also lets you know that Madame Pele is alive and well, and you don't screw with her. So you can't divert the lava, you can't do this, you can't do that, you got to let her be. And one of the reasons why I really love the Big Island is because it's so raw. It's so alive. Madame Pele is there working her magic. You can like that, or you cannot. But no matter what happens, you have to respect her and let her be. The 2011 Japanese tsunami hits Hawaii. We all know what happened. It was absolutely devastating for Japan. Um, we're still, our nonprofit is still picking up debris from that long ago, almost a decade ago. We're picking up debris from the Japanese tsunami and it's been swirling in the Pacific Ocean. It's just crazy that we're still getting debris from this and plastics and uh, docks and boats are still showing up on our shorelines from that. When it hit Hawaii, I remember it was in the evening, early morning, and I was up at Diamond Head and uh, we were watching it come in. And all the homes along Diamond Head and Kahala had their floodlights out. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be interesting. Let's see what happens. Man, the wave went out and the reef was exposed. It was exposed as far as the spotlights, you know, and it was scary. And I really believe that it was going to be bigger than what happened. But we saw it come in. There was a big white wall. It came in, smashed against the homes, damaged all the homes from where we were watching. And it was scary. And depending on how the tsunami hits, so it hit from the Kauai side, bounced off, ended up hitting an area over on the Hilo side, I believe, destroyed a whole resort. And that's never been rebuilt. And we had damage here on... Uh, on the Hawaiian Islands from that and I changed a lot of things of how I do stuff. I have a six month uh, plan now of uh, you know food and water and canned goods and things like that. I'm much more prepared now ever since the 2011 tsunami than I was before. So when, and we're going to talk about it in a few, uh, when we had that missile alert, that crazy missile alert, I was well prepared for what would happen. The problem is, I just, we, none of us knew where this missile was going to hit. So if it hit in Honolulu, okay, I'd be prepared. If it was going to hit on the east side, I'd probably be dead. So we weren't sure what was going to happen. So that was a very scary time. And we're going to get into that. Okay, the other thing that's been happening in the last decade, and this is nothing new, but it's been really ticking up, especially with social media, and that is the Hawaiian movement to take back Hawaii with Kapu Aloha. Kapu to set apart to prohibit, to make sacred or holy, and aloha, to love, show mercy, to have compassion upon. Now, this has been something that has been boiling, you know, from the TMT protests um, by the Hawaiian people and their supporters, to the Waimanalo protests by the Hawaiian people and their supporters, and the Kahuku Wind Farm protests by the Hawaiian people and their supporters. I am one of those people that support this. But, you know, you have to do a fine line here because... You know, when you're dealing with TMT, it being a sacred uh, place for the Hawaiian people, you have to be on one side or the other. Are you going to support them or you're not? Why Manalo? They were destroying Sherwood Forest. Couldn't let that happen. That place is gorgeous. I, I, I had to support the Hawaiians on that. 
The other thing is, is the Kahuka Wind Farm protests. This is the least of the three that I'm supportive of. We need green energy. Hawaii should be the pinnacle of green energy. Solar, wind, hydro, geothermal. That is Hawaii. And I don't understand why only 30% of homes, we're not self-sufficient. We're not self-sufficient, and, and Hawaii should be. That only 30% are um, self-sufficient on either solar, wind, or um, something else. And I, I, I think it's embarrassing. I think it's sad. At some point, we got to put in more wind. We have to put in more solar. But just, you know, let's not ruin the landscape as much as possible. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Kanaka Maoli, the Hawaiian people, we're protesting uh, the Kahuka wind farms. We need wind farms. I don't want to see them in the ocean. You know, I don't really want to see them covering these the beautiful mountain ranges of the Koalaos. But at some point, you have to make a decision on what side you're on. And I support the Hawaiians protesting that. Do I support us not putting wind farms in? Uh, not putting solar farms in? No, I don't. We need those things. We need those things. I just don't want them taking over the Koalao mountain range. So you essentially just have wind you know, and solar farms there, and it looks disgusting. We can do solar farms, we can do wind farms differently, and let's do that. I support that. But the other ones, I do support not destroying forests and not building another telescope. I just don't support that. Okay, next thing. Continuing the historic journey of the Hokulea. The Hokulea continues to put Hawaiian culture in the spotlight. Now, the Hokulea is a outrigger, and from long ago, when the Tahitians came to Hawaii, they took this boat, well, one very much like it, to journey to find the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, Eddie Akau was on the Hokulea when there was a problem, you know, the podcast way back that we did uh, for the patrons on uh, Eddie Akau, and he had no choice but to go on his board and try to get help. So that was the journey and it kind of highlights the Hawaiian culture, that they were astronomers, they were travelers, discovering new islands across the Pacific. That's what they did, and this did the circle tour around the world, and that was very impressive this past year. So, Okay, so what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right. Hey, how's it? And welcome to the Aloha Life podcast. You're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our Patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show. Without our patrons like you, we wouldn't be on the air. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week, please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the Aloha Life. And thank you so much for your support. All right, we are back. Now we're going to get into some interesting things that happened over the last decade here in Hawaii, and that was marriage equality and the ability for same-sex marriages. Now, I get that some people are on this side of that, and, you know, marriage is traditional, you know, through religion and all that, but I believe that all human beings are created equal unto God, first of all. And if you love somebody, whether you're a man, woman, two men, two women, whatever you may be, that you have a right to love someone and marry them. Um, you know, if, if you don't believe that, that's fine. But I know that many religious people do believe it's okay. Uh, there's many gay people that belong to uh, churches, Christianity, uh, Catholic, whatever it may be. So for Hawaii to make that big step to 
acknowledge the equality of all people, I feel that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And it's not going to hurt Christians or Catholics or whatever. It's, it's, it's not interfering with your own personal life. So I think it was a good thing to let everyone know that here in Hawaii, everyone is created equal and everyone has the right to love who they want. So you can agree with me or you can uh, disagree with me and that's okay, but that's how I feel. And I think it's a good thing. And I think it's been too long that, you know, people look at because of your sexual orientation or who you love, they look at you differently. That's changing today. It's definitely changing today. There's no reason to look at those people any different than anyone else. You have a right to love whoever you want. The other thing, and that's a good thing, and that's one of the few things that have ha good things that have happened in the last decade, but another one of the bad things on top of the others is Hawaii's political one-sided landscape and the uh, local government's incompetence and inability to tackle Hawaii's problems for the past decade. I mean, whether it's, you know, a a power grab, corruption, complacency. It's been a huge problem here in Hawaii and Governor Ige and uh, Mayor Codwell, their lack of leadership. Horrible, horrible leadership. Now, whatever side you're on where it comes to the TMT or any other homelessness or anything else here in Hawaii, they have not led. So if you like TMT, then Governor Ige has failed you. If you are against TMT, Governor Ige has failed you. So it doesn't matter either way. And Codwell, he contributed to destroying uh, Sherwood Forest. And that's why the Hawaiian people stood up to stop that. His lack of leadership on homelessness, uh, cost of living, cost of housing. Uh, the complacency here in Hawaii. It's been a problem, not just for the last decade. It's been here. It's been a problem for a very long time. It's been a problem for... 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So you can't put it all on Ige and put it on Codwell. There's been past governors and mayors that have been bad as well. But it's just the overall knowledge of knowing that one party controlled Hawaii for a very long time. And when they have that power, that power corrupts. When they have that corruption, it goes to complacency. And you need a balance of power in Hawaii. And it's something we haven't had for a very long time. So what does this all lead to? If you plan on moving to Hawaii, vacationing in Hawaii, or you have some goals and dreams where Hawaii is involved in that, don't expect there to be change for like a while. Like things have not changed here. You know, from the rail, from all these other problems. We've had so many issues that have not been addressed here that nothing has changed. Hawaii, it's like Hawaii has stood still. Some things have changed, marriage equality, some other things. But overall, no, it has not. So you all have to understand that those things, if you decide to move here, you're, you're going to be frustrated with a lot of things in Hawaii. Don't expect those things to change, okay? Now, contributing to that is the ballistic missile false alarm. That is the epitome of what has happened with our government system and the government's failure. I would say the two major things if, to go back and look at would be, over the last decade, would be the ballistic missile false alarm and all the failures that had to do with that and the real system and how this all got pushed through when the people didn't want it. And now it's so over budget, eventually it may just collapse this island. I don't know, but it's still a major problem that we're dealing with every day. 
the rail transit system has been a complete and utter disaster. I don't want to go into details about it again. I've talked about it many times in the past, but it's been a huge problem. Now, the next thing that's happened in the last decade, which is obviously part of the corruption, is Mr. and Mrs. K. Aloha committing state, federal crimes. One was a police chief. One was the head state prosecutor. How do you do these things and get away with it for so long that if the federal government did not step in, they'd probably still be getting away with it? It's shocking that the state does nothing about criminals like this. And just let them get away now mind you this is two high prolific people who have done a lot of bad things and they could have gotten away with it if the federal government didn't step in just think of the, all the lower criminals in hawaii that have been getting away with things for so long crimes they're let out on furlough they're let out they commit more crimes the police are doing their job but then when a prosecutor and a judge gets a hold of them they let them off so why are the police doing their job here in Hawaii to only have them let out? And then they commit more crimes. There's been many people in Hawaii that have, I don't know how many things against them, 10, 20 charges against them year after year after year, and they keep getting let out. It's unbelievable. So that has to change too. Uh, unfortunately, there's just been a lot more crime recently in Hawaii, and we need to get a hold on that. And it even looks like the federal government is going to move in and deal with it themselves. That's shocking. That shows state failure. So just know that the federal government's moving in to deal with the crimes here now. That's pretty bad news. The other thing, homelessness. Cost of living has gotten considerably worse. The price of paradise um, in 2019, only 35%, now, now imagine this, only 35% of households feel they can survive in Hawaii, the rest say they will probably be leaving. That's 65% of the population in Hawaii don't think they can make it. And the, the gap between the rich and the poor, you're looking at 75%, 67% of the youngest and brightest of Hawaii are leaving these islands. Now, if that happens which within the next decade, that's going to devastate Hawaii's job market. I mean, I can't even imagine. So you have to understand what you're getting yourself into, what you're coming into. I'm never going to tell anybody not to move here, not to change their lives, not to reach for their goals and dreams. And we're going to discuss that in the second half of the podcast. But you need to understand the roadblocks. You need to understand what is in front of you and what you're going to have to fight for while you're here. Now, between 2016 through entering 2020, more local people have left Hawaii than ever before. In 2016, 10,000 local people left. In 2019, 14,000 people left. So it's going up every few thousand more a year. And there's no end in sight. Next year, it could be 16,000 people have left Hawaii. So for, the, for, for, for a while now, the islands were increasing. Now they're decreasing. More and more people are leaving because they can't afford Hawaii. Their families can't afford Hawaii. You can't retire in Hawaii. So it's just getting very, very difficult. What is my solution to this personally? Is to move from Oahu and probably move to the Big Island. That is my plan. And I'll be discussing that at the end of the podcast about do we all have a five-year plan? Because we should. Because it gives us hope. 
it gives us something to look forward to. It, it instills faith that, you know what, I can get there. Because if you've if you got nothing, if you've got no hope, no dreams, what's the use, right? So that's my probably plan. Oahu's only going to continue to get more expensive and pretty much push more people out. And another problem with that is because the over-tourism and over-development by foreign investors. Now, that has been a huge problem. We are way over the limit of tourism here in Hawaii, especially Oahu. I, I, I can't tell you how many people are over. Now, for the tourism industry, yeah, we're making more money. That's great. But in the meantime, it's destroying the islands. The footprint by tourism is destroying the islands and it's not the money f that you're making from tourism is not being invested into the right areas to deal with the over tourism thank god i have a nonprofit, and we're able to put back into hawaii to sustain it more because it's a mess and i really do believe and i think i talked about this before i believe that if you have a tour company or some industry involved in tourism you need to give back whether that's with a nonprofit or with a certain amount of money every year, something to show that you're giving back and just not taking from the islands and from the industry. That's another thing to think about too. So overall, that has been the last decade in Hawaii, the major events and the issues and problems facing us. So it's really something to think about. It's not too positive, but we're gonna come back after break and we're going to be all positive, okay? But you have to do the yin and the yang. You have to talk about the issues and the good things about Hawaii. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to break. The song we're going to listen to is Dolphins. Now, why I love this song. I think many of us get stressed out. Even Hawaii, you can get stressed out. Panic attack, you can, you know, things can happen. And you just need to settle down and regroup and breathe. So this song, Dolphins... It's a gorgeous, beautiful song, but it allows you to kind of reset the clock, let you re-energize. So what I do when I listen to this song is I sit there and think about swimming, perhaps on the west side, in the beautiful blue ocean, and all of a sudden I can hear dolphins, I can hear the clicking in the distance, and then the dolphins circle me. There's nothing more amazing and more beautiful than being surrounded by wild Hawaiian spinner dolphins. It's the most amazing thing that you can experience. And when you come to Hawaii, and I hope you experience it as well, no matter what shit you're in, no matter if you have bills up the hoo-ha, you're in debt, you're having a hard time making it in Hawaii, you can always head into the open ocean and swim with dolphins.
hope that really chilled you guys out just to imagine yourself being in this deep blue body of water swimming with dolphins it's the most amazing thing and i hope that song allowed you to get there give you some peace as we get into the 2020 hawaii motivational and inspirational list of mine a while ago i put a new year motivational list together let's see i would say about 15 uh, years ago when I uh, last worked for someone else. It's been a crazy ride. I've had many ups and downs. I got to a point where I thought, wow, I may have to leave Hawaii. I'm not going to make it. I'm a failure. And here I am still in Hawaii. And ever since I've been my own boss, there's been times where I felt, you know what? It might be time to get another job. Because I know many people in Hawaii have second jobs. And it's got to the point many times well, you might have to do that. You know, I've been through a lot in my life, and between 9-11, which was a very dramatic time in my life, you know, uh, going through, coming back home, uh, you know, because uh, if you've listened to the past podcasts, I've been back and forth to Hawaii, and 9-11 was one of the reasons I needed to go back home. I lost someone, and I really wasn't sure I was going to come back. I mean, the goal was obviously, I did do it, but you're going to have those ups and downs in your life. And I left a job, like if you've ever worked with Google or no Google or businesses like that, it was that type of job. It was amazing. And to leave something like that, I mean, it was really devastating. And then when I came back, you know, I sold my artwork, I did things like that, but I got into a job working for the uh, Salvation Army. They were way behind on, uh, it looks like something was happening to their funds, they couldn't figure out what was going on, and they needed someone to run their uh, kitchen, their food. I, I have, I've had a lot of um, past experience in running restaurants and being supervisors and stuff and chefs. They needed someone to kind of run the materials uh, in and out of there, do all the uh, ordering and things like that to keep the budgets down. And I could never figure out as I started that job, what was going on there that they were losing so much money? Well, eventually I found out. I found out that my boss and the people around me were the ones taking it. And that was, when I figured that out, that was a very difficult time. I did not know what to do because I was essentially becoming a whistleblower. And by doing that, I probably had a good chance of losing the job some way, somehow, but I had to do the right thing. And so I ended up putting the reports together, showing who was doing what. I did it, and then only two weeks later, when it got up to the bigwigs, I was laid off with a group of other people. Go figure that. Now, that was devastating because I was using that money to figure out what I was going to do in another business. I was trying to save some money so I could start a business. And the business was Man's Guide to Hawaii. It was starting uh, a Jeep business. It was starting a tour business because I got so much people interested in my videos before I left for 9-11 that I was like, when I come back, I'm going to get into that. But I had to do multiple things. I was selling my artwork, working for the Salvation Army. I was trying to start a business, a tour business. I was doing multiple things. I was going, uh, my heart was set. I was going to do whatever I needed to do to succeed in 
Hawaii. If that meant doing three or four jobs, I was going to do it until one of them stuck. And that's what I did. Here I am today. And you know what? It's still difficult. Every day is still difficult. But no matter what, I've been my, my own boss for a very long time now. And I had a list of 22 things that I always follow and always try to continue to follow no matter how hard it gets. The first thing, believe in yourself first. If you don't believe in yourself first, who the hell else is going to believe in you? Now I know you know, oh, you want to hear other people are going to believe in you. It's not always going to happen. You need to believe in yourself first. Number two, faith, focus, and follow through. You need to believe. You need to have that faith. But you need to focus on the most important things in your life. And you need to follow through with them. You can't procrastinate. You can't procrastinate. Every day you procrastinate, it gets worse. So faith, focus, and follow through. Number three, what others may think is impossible, you know is possible. How many times have you heard, oh, you can't do that. There's no way you're going to do that. That's impossible. There's no way you can do that in that amount of time. There's no way you're going to get that done. If you are going to believe other people when they say that, you're never going to make it. You need to silence those eardrums. And you need to know that whatever you put your mind up to, whatever you're going to do is possible. And on top of that is your going to prove everybody wrong you have to have that mentality if you're going to make it anywhere just not in Hawaii but anywhere number four be mission minded have a mission have a goal write it down draw pictures I don't care what you do but you better have a plan and you better know where you're going that is essential in success write it down have a list of 10 things have it in your closet have it in your bathroom look at it every day mark things off that list I've done one I've done two I've done three if you're just sitting there and it's all in your head and you have nothing written down nothing to look at nothing drawn out no plans you're not mission-minded you're not gonna get it done so please be mission-minded number five believe you will make an impact on others and that you can change lives you know a lot of people do jobs but they're focused on making money that's all they're focused on money is gonna come but you want to make an impact a positive impact on other people's lives you want to change their lives trust me it'll come to you it will come to you in time but you can't always be thinking about yourself so please believe you'll make an impact on other people's lives number six take on challenges not shortcuts last year I did one very I did a podcast very much like this and I'm redoing them for all the new patrons and all the new listeners but it's very important that you need to take on challenges and not shortcuts because in the end those shortcuts are gonna hurt you you need to go all out if you're facing a challenge if you're facing a problem deal with it don't put it off don't make shortcuts because it's gonna hurt you in the end don't fear change face it head-on now one of the main reasons why no one decides to get or start their own business is because they're afraid of failure really I mean that's that's pretty much it you need to face 
your failures. You need to face your fears, fight through. If you can get past your fear, if you can get past a failure in your life, then when the next cone comes around, you're going to be well prepared and you're going to do it because every failure is hard, but it gets you ready for the next one. Everybody fails. You need to face it. It's okay to it's okay to fail. You're going to get it. You're going to succeed, but you need to stay positive and you need to face those challenges and face your fears. Okay. Number 8. Big successes will come in the hardest of times. Stay the course. This is very hard to do. It's very hard to think that when at your worst time something's going to happen, something's going to change. There's going to be a big success. Stay the course. Stay the course to the bitter end no matter what. And don't think, "Well, I stayed the course and it failed." Don't be like that. Don't be those people. Stay positive. In the hardest of times, you'll have your biggest successes if you believe. Okay? Right on. Number 9. Base everything on fact, never speculation. Now that's a big problem for people. You got to lay out the facts. You got to lay out what's going to happen if this happens, if that happens, if this happens. Never go, "Oh, well, that might happen, or this may happen, or that may happen." Let's not do, let's not speculate on those things because in the end it's going to end up hurting you. And it's going to make you more depressed, and it's going to make you fear more things. But if you write it out, If you say, "You know what? If I do this, this may happen, or this is probably going to happen." Have the plan because if something like does something like that does happen, you wrote it down. You saw that, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, I told myself that was going to happen if the, if I did this." So then it won't kill you as much. It won't be like, "Okay, well I knew that was going to happen. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Let's see if that works. Let's see if that works." So that's really essential that you want to base everything on as many facts as you can. Don't speculate on things. Oh, well, you know, if I do this, this and that, it'll probably make me about 5,000. Okay? Don't well, no. Is it going to make you 3,500 or is it going to make you 5,000? Get as close as you can to things so you're prepared for the end result. All right? Okay. Number 10. Network, connect, create and produce. Okay? Essential. Build your network up. Get out there, talk to as many people, create a social media that people can get a hold of you, communicate with you, connect with as many people as you can, create as many, you know, as many relationships as you can while you're out there and produce things with each other. Make things with each other. Make connections. Start little businesses with other people who want to do the same thing as you, okay? Because at some point you may have a really good job, but it may not be enough for you. But if you made those connections and you created those relationships with people, you'll be able to produce little jobs with them little side jobs little side hustles where maybe it's $200 a month maybe it's $300 a month maybe it's $500 a month but you're doing it with like-minded people and you're all working together on the side helping each other out making money all right so that's number 10 we're going to come back and we're going to do the next 12 but right now we're going to take a uh, quick break and we'll be right back all right Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places on earth and 808 cleanup intends on keeping it that way The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 Cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt a Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, 
saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come, consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Mauka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. All right, we are back. Number 11, no excuses. Now, right at the beginning, when we listened to the first song I was talking about, Take Responsibility. You need to take responsibility for yourself and your own decisions. Don't come up with excuses. You know who comes up with excuses? Losers. Losers come up with excuses. Don't be a loser. Don't come up with excuses, okay? All right. Number 12. The universe doesn't make mistakes. It makes perfect chaos. Nothing's going to be perfect in your life. Stop trying to perfect everything. Stop trying to think that everything's going to work out perfectly. It's not. There's going to be shit that happens. You're going to have to deal with it. But in the end, dealing with the shit, dealing with the chaos, it's going to work out. The universe doesn't make mistakes. If the universe wants you to succeed, you're going to succeed. But you have to make it happen, okay? That makes all the difference. If you have a goal, if you have a plan, if you have a dream your destiny whatever you want to do you can do stay positive stay the course perfect chaos okay right on number 13 great leaders lead through action not words how many times have you listened to people at parties drinking smoking dope whatever they're doing somewhere talking to you and they talk about all these amazing wonderful things they're going to do how they're going to do it but they never do it. They never take action on all these ideas. One of the things I, I know is I try to avoid people like that. If they're going to talk a lot of smack, you know, they need to have results. They need to take action, not words. And you too. Don't be one of those people and don't hang around those people that talk. Like I was saying, if you're going to create relationships and start a side business with these other people while you have a main job, if all they do is talk... At some point, you're going to realize, you know what? They're talking a lot of shit, but they're not actually doing anything. Get rid of those people. Or maybe not as get rid of them as friends, but just get rid of them in a business sense because they're not going to help you. They're only going to drag you down. So remember, take action. Just don't spew the words, all right? Number 14, be true to yourself and stick to your convictions. Now, what I mean by that is stick to your morals. You know, everybody has a set of morals. Everyone has convictions. Stick to them. Don't do something that's out of the ordinary. Don't do something that you wouldn't do that, you know, would affect you later. I know a lot of people do things sometimes, and they're like, oh, that's so much money. I'll, I'll do something that maybe I shouldn't really do, but I'll do it anyways. Don't do that. Don't do that for your soul. Just really be true to yourself, okay? And if it's something you think your parents didn't teach you to do, or that you feel is immoral or wrong, don't do it. Because in the end, it's going to come back to bite you. It's going to come back to bite you tenfolds. Okay? Right on. Number 15. Others watch things happen. You make things happen. That's on many fronts is what I was saying. Words, okay, or action. Now, it's not only about that, but it's also others watch things happen. You make things happen. Sometimes it takes a leader to make things happen, to get other people on board to make things happen. They may, now, another thing is they may talk. 
and you don't want to be around people like that. But sometimes you can change people. And how you do that is you make things happen and you take action. And then once you make things happen and you take the action, they will see that and they go, you know what? I think it's time to take action. I think I'm going to do the same thing. So, you know, it's an effect. So you can change people too, okay? That's a very interesting thing to consider that I know I'm kind of double talking here saying that you don't want to hang around people like that. But if they're your friends and you would still be friends with them but not do business with them, maybe take action. Maybe show them that you're doing it. And then maybe it'll get infectious and they'll actually do something. And they'll change. And they'll work with you. And they'll take that action to succeed like you are. So something to think about. Number 16. Know who you are and what you're talking about. How many times have you gone to a conversation with people that they don't know what the hell they're saying? They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Not all of us are perfect. We don't have an answer for everything. But know who you are. Know what you believe. Know what you want. Know what you're striving for. And that will come off. And people will see that. They will feel that confidence. They will know who you are. And they'll feel that, you know, you know what you're talking about. Right on? Okay. Number 17. You need others to help you succeed. Now, this was something I had a very hard time dealing with for a very long time. I felt I could do everything on my own. What I realized is you can't do anything on your own in the end. You can put everything through. You can put everything in motion. But at some point, somewhere, someone needs to come into the picture and help you along the way. Yes, you can do all these other things, just like this list says. But at some point, you need others to help you succeed one way or the other. You're going to need it. If someone wishes to help you, and someone says, let me help, accept that help. That's that help you need. Okay? Don't be all prideful and say, you know what, I got this. I got this on my own. I'm going to do this myself. Yes, you can do things on your own, and that's fine. But also people want to help you. They believe in you. Let them help you. All right? Okay. 18. Failure always allows for success. You're going to have to fail many, many times before you succeed. You're not going to succeed every time you do something. And that's okay. Unfortunately, some people can't deal with that failure. So they give up. They're afraid of failure, being made fun of. You know, let's say, easy example. Come to Hawaii, you can't make it. You fail, you go home. Don't hide your head between your legs. You tried, you did the best you could. Perhaps save some money, come back and try again. I know that's a big deal. But on a smaller scale, if you try to start a business and it fails, try again. Try to create another business. Keep trying until one of those businesses succeeds. You'll get there. You do it, but you have to be persistent and you have to believe in yourself, those around you, take help when you can, and you'll make it. But failure is inevitable. And I don't want to be I don't want to be around people who haven't failed and then tried again. If they just say, "Oh yeah, let's do this." Well, have you tried to do this before? Yeah, but I didn't make it. Well, what did you do wrong? What happened here? What happened there? You know, you work together, you fix things, but you're going to fail. And you're going to fail many times before you succeed. I don't know how many times I've failed. I've talked about this before. I've failed many, many, many times before I succeeded. That's inevitable. Face it. Accept it. You're not perfect. You're going to fail. It's okay. 
because in the end you're going to succeed because you're going to learn from all the mistakes you made. All right? Number 19. You'll need a sense of humor in this fucked up world. Isn't that the truth? This world has many obstacles around you. People are not perfect in it. People make mistakes. People have different attitudes. People, there's so many different things that you have to deal with and work with. This world is fucked up. It's not perfect. But you're going to have to have a sense of humor. Sometimes, you know, it reminds me of my Jeep. It broke down on the North Shore, okay? I was off-roading. It broke down. I was on the North Shore. I was literally just getting off the dirt trail. Boom. My transmission went. And you know what I did? I got out of the Jeep. The sun was setting. I started laughing. I just started laughing. I was like, oh my God. Where else would I want my Jeep to break down? Especially at sunset. On like one of the most beautiful places on earth. And I just started laughing. The world's fucked up. Shit's gonna happen. Things aren't gonna go your way. Make the best of it. Have a sense of humor. Alright? Number 20. Be there for others. And others will be there for you. And this goes in with all the rest of the list. Be there for people who need you. Help them when you can. If you have money and can give it, give it to them. Help them if you can. If they need help fixing something, you know what? Give some of your time. Help them fix something. If they need to be picked up somewhere, if they're drunk somewhere and they need help, they want need to pick up. Even if you're in bed at 2 in the morning, if they're a friend of yours, fuck it. Go pick them up. Help somebody out. It's gonna come back to you. Be there for others because you know what? That person is going to remember when you came and picked them up at 2 a.m. in the morning and you need help because your car broke down and you need a ride or you got into an accident or you need a ride to the hospital or who knows what it may be. So always be there for others and others will be there for you. Don't be selfish. Give whenever you can. Trust me, it's going to come in handy one day, but it's also, it comes back to you. It's being a good human, right? And don't we all want to be good humans? All right. 21. And this is a big one for me and probably for many of you guys. Haters, love them. They are your greatest motivation. You're all going to have haters. We're all going to have haters. If we have any success in our lives, there's always going to be people who want to hate, to want to put us down, who want to bring us down to their level. This podcast, it's pretty successful. But then you have a couple of dummies who want to say it's trash. Okay? Are you going to let that affect you? No, you're not going to let that affect you. You're going to keep on doing what you've been doing. You know, you need those haters. Because they're going to motivate you. You need to prove them wrong. You want to prove them wrong. But don't let them get to you. Okay? But they are a great motivator. You know, one of the things is before I even moved to Hawaii... Uh, a friend's father said, you're never going to make it out there. It's never going to happen. My son's going to feel too. You know, I still send them Christmas cards 20 years later. So that's a great motivation. It's okay to have those haters. Don't focus on them, okay? Focus positively. Let it motivate you. All right. And number 22. If you want to lead others, don't lead for stature or ego. Lead because you truly want to help others achieve the best of who they are. Okay, now leaders aren't perfect. Leaders have problems. But the best leaders are the ones that know what everyone else is best at. 
and you can help them achieve the best of who they are by being that leader. Now, if you didn't have those people around you, if you didn't know what they were great at, you probably wouldn't get to be what you want to be. Now, this goes for you being a leader in a job or anything else. Help those people get to be who they are. Help those people get to be where they want to be. And it's only going to help you. It's only going to better the entire circle and group of people you're working with. Okay? So if you are a good leader, you'll make the best come out of those other people. And that's what makes you actually a great leader. Not that you lead and tell people what to do. That's not what a leader does. All right? So now the next thing I want to go over real quick is you want to ask yourself, in 2020, what is your five-year plan? Now let me discuss mine, and then let's see where all of you are at. Because maybe you don't think about this. Maybe you don't have a five-year plan. Maybe you have no plan at all. Now my plan is, is I've used all these 22, and I focused on a few of them. And the thing is, is where am I going to be in five years? Where do I want to be? Well, first of all, I've made my list. I'm marking things off my list. I'm drawing things. So I have visuals to look at of where I want to be in five years. What I want to be doing. Okay, I have a plan. I have it written on my office walls on pieces of paper. I have it in the bathroom. I have it all over the place. I have it in my closet. And I'm marking them off as I go. You want to have a five-year plan. Where is my five-year plan? I know that the island of Oahu is getting more expensive. It's getting harder for people to survive. I've used facts, not speculation, on what's happening in Hawaii. The percentages. What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to survive, even though I have my own business, even though I have this podcast, nonprofit, off-grid stuff, am I going to be able to survive here as numbers and costs increase and more and more people leave Hawaii. I'm being honest here. No. No. I don't believe I can. Uh, that's an issue. That's a problem for me. Now, living the Aloha life in this podcast, it's essential that I stay positive so that you guys keep coming back and keep listening. But that's not me. It's not me and the fact that I'm not going to lie to you guys to the fans, listeners, especially the donors and the patrons, that I need to be honest. So I need to have a plan. So my plan is that within five years, I want to buy land on the big island, Hilo. My plan is to build a tiny home community, all off-grid, either have patrons invest or other people, and have like a good 20-home community on the land and have a very low mortgage almost nothing and live with less because you know the majority of stuff that we have today we all know we don't need it we want it we see it in tv oh i want that oh i want this oh i want that but you know what the more stuff you have the more stress you have the more headaches you have after being here over 20 years i've come to the realization you don't need those things you don't need those things. So that is where I want to be. I'm not going to go into all these details of the plans, but in five years, the rough idea is that's where I want to be. My plan is much more in detail, but at least that's a goal I have for myself. It's a hope. It's a dream. I'm going to continue the business here in Oahu. I'm going to continue the Jeep business on uh, the Big Island. On my own land, I'm going to create uh, Jeep trails and also live on the land. 
you know, I'm looking at anywhere from 10 to 30 acres, 10, 20, 30 acres. And, you know, it's a lot cheaper over there. So you guys need to sit there. and It's 2020, guys. Do you have a plan? Do you have a five-year plan for 2025? Have a plan. Have goals. Know what you want to do. You know, this is a trying time for a lot of people. Between, you know, politics and and how much things are costing and AI, artificial intelligence, and how it's going to change the future. There's so many things that are in flux right now. You yourself, you can't really change those things, but you can change your own life. You have five years to have a plan, to make choices for yourself, to decide what you're going to do. You know, if you have the ability, if you don't have too many kids or have kids, maybe you go live on a tiny, build a tiny home, get rid of all your debt, and be able to do more with your money, have more free time. You know, perfect example, uh, I know some people that have a tiny home, they live in it half the year, and they travel half the year and rent it out. Imagine that. Having someone pay for your traveling six months out of the year to travel the world and see the world. Now, I know you might not want to do that when you're older, but when you're younger, you can do it. You can do something like this. You buy a small, tiny home for like sixty to 80000 you're living in it, you're not going to have a large debt over your head. You can travel the world and rent it out half of the year. I'm just saying, but you can make a plan. You can do something like that. If you have a plan to move to Hawaii, have a five-year plan to move to Hawaii. I've talked to many of you guys and many of the patrons that have like a five-year plan and they want to move to Hawaii. Have the plan. I'll listen to your plan. I'll help you with that plan. I'll see what you're going. I'll see, you know, oh, well, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. And whether you want to move to Kauai or Maui or Big Island or Oahu, I'm not saying not to move to Oahu just because I may be leaving in the next five years. I'm just saying have a plan. Know what you're going to do. Have an exit strategy too because that's very important. A lot of people don't have ed- exit strategies. Okay, so have your five-year plan. Write it out. As soon as you hear this podcast, sit there and start writing things down. Try to have a five-year plan of what your future holds, okay? All right. Now, the thing is that all of us, we're all capable of great things as long as we believe in ourselves. I've always believed in myself, you know, but we have to remain positive as long as we have good intentions for others, surround ourselves with great friends, stay true to ourselves, and, you know, you just let the universe work its magic. All right. Okay, we're going to be closing with the song Falls. Now, why did I choose this song? Everyone falls down, but not everyone gets back up. And I know many of us have fallen, many of us have failed. So my point is no matter how hard you fall down, it's how quickly you get back up and try again. That's what matters. You know, one of my, I I wrote a quote book a while ago. I have all my quotes down. And one of my most famous personal ones to me, and one I always look at, is winners are losers who fall and fail over and over again until they succeed. So get up. And don't give up. All right? Okay, so next week we're going to be back to our regular schedule on Aloha Friday podcasts. And that is going to be January 17th. We have a lot of great shows that are going to be coming up this month. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to end up doing the seven days on Kauai next week. And that's uh, for Steven. And... I think for that, we're going to do a free one for that, too. So we're going to do two free ones in a row because I think it's essential that uh, other people get to hear on the different things you can do on Kauai. 
And then we'll get to Tiffany's and uh, Tiffany's uh, podcast. Um, that'll be a patron only. And then we'll go ahead and get over to Duke Kahanamoku. And that will be the last podcast, I believe, for January 31st. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have an awesome 2020. Be positive. Start this decade off right in your life. All right. Shoot. Ever feel like you can't breathe? Does the water feel too deep? Lie awake cause you can't sleep without it. Ever feel like you're alone? When you're lost but you're already home. Lie awake cause you can't dream without it. It's gonna be
When you speak of Allah, it's all the above. But all the good, yeah? So that opens a right way range. Aloha. Whether it's Pono, Mikai, still the same. I don't care how you look at it, it's still Aloha. Be Pono, be righteous. I wanna take it higher I wanna get higher 